Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. You found me today at my little corner of the internet. Thanks for joining me. This is Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. And today I'm stoked because I've got a guest on the show with me today. And we're going to talk about the impact of the shutdowns on small businesses and what you can do to help them recover. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, so you guys, guess what? My husband is leaving today in the motorhome with our new, our brand new homeschool graduate and two of our other children driving all the way to Orlando, where I will be meeting up with him and I'm speaking for FPEA. And so if you guys are not familiar, I'm going to tell you this is going to be one of the best conferences of the year. They have rolled back the mask mandate. A whole bunch of you guys keep asking me about this, so I'm going to keep beating the same drum. Uh, the Florida Parent Educators Association one of the best homeschool conferences in the nation happening the weekend of the 27th through the 29th that is being held at the Rosen Shingle Creek this would be a great opportunity for those of you who are in Wisconsin and tyrannical Washington State and tyrannical Oregon and horrible California if you want to get out and get encouraged uh, coming out I have heard that Governor DeSantis is going to be doing the opening invocation there and also I have it on pretty good authority that there's going to be a very special guest you are not going to want to miss it so uh, you can find out more at fpea.com the weekend after that I'm going to be in Illinois, just about an hour south of Chicago for the ICHE conference. Also going to be a great event there. And then uh, the following weekend, I'll be in Iowa for Homeschool Iowa. So lots of things going on. And I hope you guys will come and check it out. You can find out where I'll be at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. All right, you guys, I am excited today to have a friend from college on the show with me. He just happens to be a business owner, he and his wife, Krista. Uh, Kevin Ferguson is on the show with me today. He is the owner of Willamette Valley Christian Supply. He is a graduate of Multnomah School of the Bible, was a pastor for over 20 years, and we connected recently because as a small business owner, Kevin is frustrated, as I am, by the impact that the COVID shutdowns and what I believe to be irrational, illegal, unconstitutional shutdowns that have greatly affected small businesses like the bookstore that Kevin and Krista own. And he has agreed to come on the show and talk with me about it. And you guys are going to be encouraged, and I'm glad that he's here. Kevin, my friend. Heidi St. John, thank you for having me on the air today. You're welcome. You and I haven't seen each other in a while, I think. It's been a long time. Oh, yeah, it has. And, you know, I remember back when you and I were in school together and your husband was singing at that time. That was a great time for us, great time of learning, growing, and seeing what God was going to do. Yeah, it really was. And it's funny because I always tell people, you know, even my, uh, I know we graduated our number five from our homeschool here a couple of days ago. And Jay and I have said to the kids, you know, we are really not doing anything we thought we would do when we were in college. We, you know, God takes us in different ways, different seasons of our lives. You know, we've got chapters that open and chapters that close. And you, I mean, we all went to Multnomah because we wanted to go into ministry. You did do that, right? I did. In fact, I got the privilege of serving in youth ministry, pastoring in several churches, lead pastoring in a church not too long ago. But then God navigated, orchestrated Krista and I's life in such a way that here we are owning two Christian bookstores in our 50s. That's crazy. That's crazy. Different, a different chapter. And you, you're getting to do that in one of probably, I think in our lifetime, the most tumultuous time 
to own a small business because really the government is telling you what you can and cannot do, right? Yeah, it's been a challenge. And I think when you and I were talking earlier this last week, one of the major challenges that we faced was the confusion first and foremost at the beginning of COVID. What are we supposed to do? What are we not supposed to do? Which led ultimately to our shutdown. And we were shut down, Heidi, from, I believe, March 20th all the way through to about June 1st with a slow comeback through June. But that closure had a year-long impact to this very date today. And there are just challenges that we've had to face as a couple, as a business, and our employees, as well as just all the companies we work with have all been really challenged through this process. So one of the things that I have watched, and I know you have too, is that these shutdowns, which, you know, you've got you've got a business here in Washington State and a bookstore in Oregon, right? Your first one was in Oregon, and now you've got one up here in my district. But we noticed that Walmart did just fine. Amazon probably tripled in business. And the impact that that these shutdowns have had on small businesses has been dramatic. Here in Vancouver, we've got small restaurants, small businesses that have closed their doors, and they'll never be able to recover from this. Have you seen the same thing happen? Oh, absolutely. In fact, my wife and I have talked a great deal about this. The first thing, Heidi, we have to look at is what did the word essential really mean? And when we walk into a Target, Target has a wide mm-hmm variety, for example, of inventory. Some of that inventory we had in our very store. So the person could walk into Target and take advantage of all those items that we sell, plus the what they considered essential. And during critical events like Easter, Father's Day, Mother's Day, graduation, we lost all of that opportunity to connect with our uh, guests because the big box still stayed open. Yeah. And it seems to me to have been illegal on its face just watching. And I said to Jay, you know, we we were talking about this the other day, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Right. And we're never going to let them tell us who is essential and who isn't again, because as we're seeing this thing evolving now, and, you know, you sent me an article the other day about uh, we're watching the churches absolutely being targeted. This seems to me to be arbitrary and political now in nature. And I think we could make a very good case for when, you know, when the Rona first started, nobody understood what was going on. We were trying to get our feet underneath us, trying to figure it out. We wanted to be, we want, I mean, people are generally responsible, you know, they want to do the right thing. We, we certainly don't want to perpetuate fear or kill anybody by breathing on somebody else. But after about a month, you know, it became pretty clear. Okay. They said this, but this, they said this, but that, and yet we continued with, you know, you're essential and you're not. And the net result has been that we are suffocating to death small businesses and now they're struggling to get their feet underneath them. Yeah, absolutely. And you make some amazing points that I think we need to dive a little deeper in. One of those is the long-term impact. And that's the big question. What will this look like years to come? Because I believe that all the layers that took place over the last year, the impact is not fully going to be felt for probably maybe three, five, six years down the road, especially as we become accountable to, for example, the PPP money that was given. We have to pay for that somewhere, somehow. 
and I could see our kids, our grandkids having to pay that in high taxes. So my concerns, not only are financial, but these small businesses that shut down, that impacts the community, right? So if, if a small business doesn't survive, that is another uh, sad reality to our towns and our communities struggling and suffering to a world that seems so strange, like buying online and digital and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And certainly with the with the shutdowns happening the way that they did and the mask mandates and everything, it seems to me that people have gotten very comfortable. And I and I'll confess to doing it, too. If it's easy to get on Amazon, I know I'm going to get it in a day and a half. And it's just easy, right? They've all, I don't even have to put my information in there again. You know, I don't have to look up my credit card. It's already on there. But the reality is every time I spend my money at Amazon, who doesn't need my money, these small businesses are being terribly impacted. I was in uh, Alabama a few weeks ago and, uh, and I'm, I'll be in Orlando here in a couple of weeks. And I started, I actually got up to the front cause I was uh, keynoting that conference. And I said, listen, I'm watching people go by these vendors booths and you guys are looking on Amazon to see if you can get it for cheaper. So that $2 that you just saved buying it on Amazon and having to deliver it to your house is actually hurting the guy whose table you're in front of. And that's a very real impact, right? Of people that have made their, made it their habit to buy on Amazon. So can you start offering solutions? I, I'd love for people to just hear because not, you know, most people listening to this are not business owners. They don't have a small business like you do. What is the impact of uh, so much of what we're doing in terms of our buying power shifting to these big online giants? Yeah, I, I think the way that I want to answer that is <clears throat> point out the challenge that we faced and then give a solution for the first one. That is the the emphasis during COVID of being able to buy online, the digital focus that we had because people were inside, they were mandated to be inside. So they naturally went to online sources. So what did we do? Well, we had to become creative. And I want to express the importance for local businesses out there to learn how to adapt. We learned some valuable lessons in how to connect with our guests in ways that we were not. It forced us to rethink how we were able to communicate with each of our guests in our community and abroad. And so I'm thankful in some ways for COVID pushing me into doing some things I've never tried, like videos on Facebook. Doing my video live Facebook really helped get our name back out in front of people during the shutdown. And it gave us an opportunity to let people know we're still here. And we're able to make sales. We offered curbside, we offered delivery, we offered mailing, things that we hadn't done previous to COVID. And what it did again is it gave us an exposure. It strengthened our digital expression, if per se. It gave us more emphasis towards our website, things that we needed to do, and it really pushed us forward that way. Mm. And when you say that you had to try something different, and it kind of stretched you a little bit, that's going to actually help you going forward. But you still need people to know, hey, support the small businesses. Because I had a, I had a, a listener write in on this is months ago when I was talking about my book, Becoming Mom Strong, which I looked it up. You guys have it in your bookstore also. And, you know, I was saying, hey, you know, be sure and leave reviews on Amazon, do this, do that other thing. And this, this uh, bookstore owner from the Midwest, you know, sent a message and she said, hey, please, would you, we're dying here. 
So rather than just uh, send your money to Amazon, can you please tell people, hey, this is important. It might take you an extra five minutes to figure out the interface and get out your credit. Because really, it's convenience. I mean, let's be honest. (laughs) It's a price. The price difference isn't that much. To me, it's you know, the reason I shop online over and over and over at the same place is just because I can do it with a click of a button and I don't need to figure it out. But yep. it's worth it for people to figure it out for you guys, right? Yeah, it really is. And so, for example, your book, um, somebody could very easily just go on and get it online in quite a few different ways. Um, but now we offer a website, for example, where they can reserve your book from us and I get an email, I pull the book, and they're able to come down or we'll mail it to them. So there are ways that we have learned as a small business and how to be more proactive with our guests, letting them know that we care about them in ways that we just were not expressing it enough. We know we can't compete with Amazon, but what we can do is be better at what we're doing. And so we learn to adapt, to become better, and to really learn those lessons and put effort there. And because of that, I did a video literally every day during COVID and the shutdown. And now I do those about once a week. And it's built up a clientele that may not have perhaps come into our store before. So again, we learned how to adapt. And that's the first solution. When you said that you did a video, what were your video about? I'm trying to figure out what are you doing, Kevin? What kind of videos are you doing? Well, they are fun. Some of them are fun. Some of those are more informational, but I would get on and I might read a devotion and I might share with them, hey, here's a great devotion for graduation coming up. I know that it looks different during 2020 and COVID and I would say something, but I would say, here's something you could send in the mail to your grandson across the country. So I was able to to highlight products in a creative way with story and share my heart through that and people were able to to connect and people began to write into us saying what's your next video going to be that led believe it or not to i think one of the most powerful moments in my being a bookstore owner and really in how i deal with people in general and that's when we faced right after covid the black lives matter movement and our videos had grown And we were adapting and we were asked by our industry to speak into this because as Christian bookstores, where are we landing on such a hot situation as that was then with the riots happening in Portland and around the country, there was a strong desire to see the Christian platform speak. And guess what? They wanted me to speak and I didn't want to do it alone. So I got a dear friend, Mike Gurney, Pastor Mike or, uh, He's a professor at Multnomah and, and one of his friends, and they came down and we did a 45-minute, what we're doing right now with you and me, we did this kind of like video cast, and we put it out there. And now several schools, uh, Bible colleges are using that as a talking point. It went over 5,000 views. We were really grateful to have that kind of focus, and through that, we were able to connect people to resources here that might encourage how we might love each other more. I love that. Well, and while you were doing that, I mean, this is a marketing strategy, but you're also building uh, champions for people who are going to get the word out about your business. Oh, absolutely. And people began to really listen, look at. We we had people from all over the country email, write in, 
ask if I could get them something. We gained guests in Arizona, Colorado. I mean, people wanted to support. And college friends, believe it or not, from years past would give me a call and they would order a whole bunch just to support us as a store. So we saw a real network of people wanting to come together and support local. I love that. Well, and it's, it really is a practical, it's a, it's a way for us to support each other. And these are very unprecedented times that we're living in. And we've, we've never been here before and Lord willing, we're not, we're not going to go back to it, but you and I have said, you know, the other day, I think there is a recession coming. I mean, we're going to, we're going to see inflation is starting to skyrocket. You know, we've got very bad economic policy right now being implemented, which is going to have very, very real impacts on people. And so I think now more than ever, people need to develop a habit as much as we can of buying local, of supporting you and putting that money back into our communities. And that's one way to kind of help keep us all afloat, isn't it? Yes, very much so. I would say to the business owner, to uh, it's a caution. And, and I say this out of, I guess, what we're wanting to do as a couple in owning our business is not to rely and depend on uh, grants and PP, PPP money to rely on those finances coming in. Because if we do, uh, we might fall into that trap and find ourselves in financial difficulties later. So we are wanting to plan ahead. We're putting money aside for the rainy day, for example. One great business owner who owned, was part owner of Toyota in Corvallis, Phil Dowd told me that really every business, every small mom and pop ought to just sock away money for that rainy day or COVID when things come up and they're a challenge. So just in thinking, one of the other strategies that we have is to build up a reserve of at least one or two months so that we can take care of payroll, so we can take care of um, our staff, so we can take care of those needs in our store. Mm, and, it's, and it's a good reminder that we don't want to be relying on the government for money. I mean, I, it's it, we're in a really weird spot in the United States right now when we're taking handouts from the government, when, when yep. people like you and me have been working our whole lives to not do that. But I do think there's this weird push toward a dependency on on government and a dependency on PPE money and all these kinds of things. But the the reality is nothing's free. And so that money's not free. It's coming from somewhere. And so we need to be thinking strategically, okay, where is that money coming from and who's going to end up having to pay it back? Because somebody is going to pay it back. They can't keep pushing this COVID cash into this out into the system without there being, you know, a massive uh, blowback from it at some point. And I think it's probably important for individuals to think about that. We talked about this a couple of days ago at the show. I've been telling my kids, this is not the time to get into debt. If you've got the opportunity right now, businesses and personal, just families, you know, get out of debt. Certainly, this is not the time to, you know, get that massive, uh, that massive payment or whatever, because it does look like there's a storm on the horizon. And uh, I think as we look ahead at what the months uh, and the next couple of years are going to look like, we can start acting proactively to be able to provide for our own families. And I love that you guys are uh, building that community there. Where are your stores at? Because people can buy from you online, obviously. Where do they find you online? Yeah, so they can find us. Our website is called, and I've got it right here, www.christiansupplyandoutlet.com. So again, that's christiansupplyandoutlet.com. And you have two brick and mortar stores. Yeah, we do. We have two brick and mortar. First one is in Albany, Oregon in the Heritage Mall. And we're the Willamette Valley Christian Supply and Hallmark Gold Crown. We're a hybrid store where we're a full Hallmark Gold Crown and 
a full Christian bookstore. And our store up in Washington is an outlet. And so it's Christian outlet. And we have a, a wonderful connection with a USA made company called P. Graham Dunn. And in that focus, we have a laser machine up there where we can personalize gifts for people that just once again, it's looking for creative ways to connect with our guests when they come in, which is my second or third now, I guess, Heidi, third solution is that what can we do different in adapting? What can we do different in making sure that we're not relying and depending on the government? Well, we need to be willing to look at being creative as a business owner. And so for us, we decided to partner with Hallmark and have a hybrid. We decided to put in a laser machine up north to connect and personalize gifts for people. Those were things that we did to, to help broaden our inventory, help broaden our exposure and help give us an edge in making a difference. I love that. And you guys are, you're touching people's lives while you're doing it, right? I mean, you're making, you're forming a relationship. So it's more than just uh, trying to keep a bookstore up off the ground. Oh my goodness. Um, I got to tell you just the other day, a little girl came in with grandma and she wasn't sure if she wanted the Bible that she was going to bring back. And it was the adventure Bible. And so I looked at her and I said, well, what's scary about the adventure Bible? She's seven, going to be eight years old. There's so many words. I said, well, let's do something. And I shortened it down. I put my hands around just chapter John, first one through four. And I said, let's read this together. And as she read it, I had to read it a second time. It came alive for her. Her eyes lit up. I said, you see, you can do it, but you just got to take it at bite size sizes. You can't just take on the whole Bible itself. We got to start somewhere. So I got a chance to speak discipleship into her, help her learn how to read her Bible she left with that Bible with now a focus and a purpose, and her grandma got to help her. So we get to go beyond just selling items, but we get to help people learn how to read their Bible, get connected to maybe their first Bible, or do something crazy like we are right now with our Bible drive. I forgot all about that, but we have a Bible drive where we're having people buy ESV study Bibles. It's the Global Study Bible to help ministries in Uganda. They're $10, and our goal is 500 and we get to help people around the world, not just right here locally. That is amazing. That's really awesome. And do they find that at the store? Can they go online and do that? Because there's going to be most of the people listening to this are all over the country. Can they participate in that online? Yeah, all they got to do is go to our website and then they can write me a note uh, saying I want to buy so many and they can give me a call. My phone number is, I believe, on the website, but it's 541 754 9295. And they can call in and they can say how many Bibles they want to buy. My own mother bought quite a few, but it's an opportunity where, where we can send to Uganda to one of our missionaries, Val Sheen, and her husband Waffle. Val was significant in bringing um, peace in the tribes of Uganda when they were at war. She's a veterinarian from Oregon State University, went overseas, and God has used her with her skills to help bring, bring peace to warring tribes, which is amazing through Christ and sharing Christ with those there that need to hear the good news of the gospel. So we want to help continue to support that by giving them these Bibles that they can get out to leaders. 
I love it. And I, I just so appreciate that you're bringing a voice to small business owners because there's a lot of them out there right now. I mean, really, small businesses are the heartbeat of the American economy. It's easy for us to think about Walmart and Wendy's and, you know, Applebee's. But the small businesses, the small bookstores, the, the mom and pop places, the little thrift stores in Battleground, Washington, and the places that you and I have, have been our stomping grounds for a really long time. They need support. And so you're encouraging people just like I am today. Hey, you know, shop local as much as possible and let's give these guys a boost. And this is something we can really do together. Yep. Heidi, there's one more thing. And that is because of COVID, you and I talked a little bit about the supply chain, that everything shut down overseas in here. So that means that your inventory and products are going to be less for quite some time. It's going to be a challenge getting some of that stuff in. So here's what I want to say to the local community to people listening, be patient, be gracious towards your mom and pop. They might not be able to get that particular item right away. When we order, it's going to be a little bit longer because of all those challenges of inventory being created, made, and getting here. So we want to just let our listener know we're working hard, and I believe our small businesses are working hard. And because of the supply chain challenges we have, we just simply need grace. Mm -hmm. That's a good reminder. That's a really good reminder. My sister and her husband own a customs agency. So they're waiting all the time for cargo, you know, these big cargo ships, these ocean bound uh, cargo ships. And she said they're waiting sometimes out in the water for up to two months before they can even get them in. She's like, we can see them and we can't process the stuff that's coming through because of all the backlog and everything. I mean, really, I think a lot of this, well, I mean, we, there's, I guess this gets into the whole why of it all. She said all of these quote, unintended consequences, they really are real. And so uh, I think a lot of small businesses are feeling it. And I appreciate your exhortation. Everybody say, hey, just have some have some grace and we can we can get through this thing together. Kevin Ferguson, it's been a really uh, just a delight to reconnect with you. It's been a long time since you watched my husband playing uh, guitar with his mullet. And uh, those were good times. <laughs> yes, yes. And just so you know, Heidi, right here next to me is my beloved wife, Krista, would you say hello? There she is. She's over in the corner. She's she works in the back as our accounts payable and receivable, but she's she's also here. And we want to thank you and your husband for your service. And I know that you're going to be looking ahead to be a part of the solution as well soon as you're running for a major position. And I just want to let you know we support you, we appreciate you, and we look forward to how God's going to use you in the future. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And it's fun. You know, I, I pulled your pictures up a while ago, just so I was like, get a, get a feel for uh, Krista and Kevin. It's been a while since we've seen you guys, and it's just such a delight. What's really encouraging to me is after all these years to see you guys walking with the Lord and pushing a kingdom agenda forward, because it's really, it's a kingdom thing, right? Because we're not living for this place. We're living for a city to come, and you guys have been a huge encouragement. And I hope we can give you guys a boost And I know that what you've done today is given a boost to small businesses around the country. So thanks, Kevin, for coming on and talking with me today. You bet. Lord bless. May he be glorified. Thank you so much. For more information on this podcast, you guys can link to the show notes today. Just go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. And I'm going to link to the bookstore. Again, you guys can find that ChristianSupplyAndOutlet.com. Support your local businesses, you guys. It really matters. And you can do more than help them financially. You can be a light for the Lord in your local community. Thanks for listening to everybody. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.